Wait. Oh, wrong way. You skipped one. Whatever. We'll just go with Andy for now, and we'll talk about Jane in a minute. Okay. Okay. I am just Mo. Let's number our list so we stay. <laughs> yeah, Abby. <laughs> let's number the list. You think it's really going to help? I'm trying so hard for you. It didn't work, did it? No, did it, it work? Not at all. I give up. I, I, I would too at this point. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, here's what's coming up. Next week on August 2nd, we'll be talking about Dial A for Aunties by Jess Q. Sutanto. If you haven't heard of this hilarious book, we definitely suggest you check it out. Then on August 9th, we have a Patreon Choice episode. This time around, our patron has chosen A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. And here's a shameless plug for our Patreon. We've got bookmarks, we've got stickers, we've got a miniseries, and a ton more. If you want to find out about all the cool perks, head on over to our Patreon and sign up. We hope you consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening in every week. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge shout out and thank you to our patron, Ronnie. May you be blessed with a rainy day and a good book. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Live Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we are doing a listicle. Today, we're going to talk about favorite side human S characters. So, background on this episode. So, guys, struggled really hard with this to figure out side characters I liked that were human-esque. Because the majority of the characters I kept choosing was, I mean, mechanical dog, AI system, a dog, a wyvern, cats. Like, I'm like, oh, humans-esque? I don't like humans, apparently. <laughs> or even human-esque characters. Like, I struggled, guys. Like, I, I was sent, I was like, really? You want to split this into another list? Okay, fine. I have so many non-human side characters that I like that I want to do a list specifically for them. So it's just like, I, they're going to get their own list. So guys, I just got to let you know, I struggled to find human-esque characters, but a few that, that lingered. It took a while. Yes, this did take a bit because I started listing out non-human characters as well. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Right. Well, Abby, let's get this uh, listicle on a roll. Tell me, by the way, when I was going to say, tell me your first human as character and the first name I see, I'm like, are you sure it's not an alien? I'm like, nope, that's a TV show. <laughs> anyway, my bad. Abby, who was your first character? First favorite side human as character? First one I thought of was Alf from My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry by Frederick Bachman. And by the way, not Alf from the TV show, as I was thinking. I'm like, really? No, no. Really, Mo? This elf is a grumpy old man, but he's actually very sweet. He drives a taxi, and he doesn't like talking a lot, but also kind of forces him to. And I really enjoyed all the interactions that he had with her. And I am a sucker for the grumpy old man who's actually a softy. So 100%, he's got my vote. He's an awesome side character. I loved his part in the story. Mm. He just made me so happy. I wanted to hug him at the end. I mean, grumpy old men are quite delightful. They really are. All right, so who's your first one then? 
<laughs> okay. So, my first thought when I thought, hmm, who is my favorite side character? So, just starting there, I was like, who is my favorite side character? First thing I think was Wolf from Mercy. I don't know what it is about him, about this creepy teenage vampire that's older than who knows. I know he is so creepy, but he's just so interesting. Like, I just want more background on him. And I'm really itching for when the next book comes out that we're going to get some, like, big, juicy details about him, you know? I know you love him. I don't back your love. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know why I love him so much. I don't know either. It's weird. But, you know, at least he was the first one that came to mind. I applaud you for that. He's a good side character. I just don't like him very much. <laughs> Yeah, guys, if you want a delightfully creepy, creepy vampire, I got you. I got you one right here. His oh, name is Wolf. so creepy. So freaking creepy. From the Mercy Universe um, by Patricia Briggs, just so you know. All right, Abby, tell me your second. So the next one I thought of, when I think of these lists, I always go through like my top 10 favorite books and series because obviously I love those books. So I love a lot of the characters in those books. And obviously Redwall came to mind. And I really love Methuselah. He is an elderly mouse who kind of takes on a fatherly role in Matthias's life and kind of helps guide him and shares wisdom with him and just spends time with him. And they spent all this time together unraveling this riddle and following these poems. And I just, you get to really love him. I know, I know he's a mouse <laughs> and mm -hmm. this is supposed to be mm -hmm. human-esque, but the entire Redwall series, the human-esque characters are all animals. I know. I know. So I feel I can be forgiven on this one. You're lucky I like you because I'm going to allow it. <laughs> I know, I know I'm squeaking by my own rules here. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I just, I love Methuselah. He's such a great character. He's such a comforting character. And he really just embodies a lot of what the Redwall series is about. I just, mm, he makes me so happy. I love Redwall. <laughs> so when you say he embodies what Redwall is all about, can you define that? Like in just a sentence. He is the epitome of what the monks at Redwall Abbey are supposed to be. He's loving and caring and kind and understanding and takes anybody under his wing who needs it. A good fatherly figure. Yes. He's one of those characters you look up to. You're like, if I had somebody like you in my life, I'd be there all the time. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Here's your next one. So my next thought, which was a pretty easy one to think of, was um, Hadith from Rage of Dragons. He is one of my favorite side characters. Uh, he's almost a main character, but not quite. And so he comes halfway through Rage of Dragons, which is by Evan Winter. And he is a scholarly, smart, strategic leader who ends up leading Taos scale yeah it's a scale because it was um a bigger unit and 
I, I just love how he's a strong figure, but he's book smart instead. So instead of praising, you know, warrior strength and cutting and, you know, he's like, look, I got the strategy, guys. Like, this is how we're going to do it. And he's looked down on because he's a, he's a lesser in the society. And yet he is able to rise above that and still defeat um, the nobles in their own game. So I, he's, he's just one of the underdogs and you just, I just love him. I almost put Hedith and Uduak on this list for myself. I almost put Uduak <laughs> on, but I'm like, nope, nope. Hedith is going to win. Not, I'm not going to, I'm going to leave Uduak out because that would be a spoiler. Yes. Well, I'm very much like, no. I couldn't decide between the two. And so I'm like, I'm just leaving them both off because <laughs> I can't choose. I mean, that's fair. All right, Abby, bring me in with number three. All right. So if you've only read like the first couple books in the Mercy Thompson series, this is going to sound like a strange pick to you. But Ben from the Mercy Thompson series is a character that I really love. When you first meet him, he is a giant prick. (laughs) <laughs> and that is putting it nicely. <laughs> uh-huh. A giant English prick. Yes. He is chauvinistic and insulting and degrading and just seems like this absolutely horrible trash human or werewolf. They're just like, why in the world did Adam take this piece of trash into his pack? Like, what in the world? And then he slowly grows on you and you're like, you're still a prick. I still don't really like you, but I might be okay with you now. And then once you actually start finding out about his past, you suddenly go, wait a minute. What? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Why no? And from that point on, he just like grew on me in leaps and bounds. And I went, huh? I think I might like you. And then and then you're so confused. <laughs> you're like, I like you. Should I like I have spent I a lot of time considering his backstory mm-hmm. and considering like his actions before you learn the backstory and his actions after you learn it, and just like questioning if it was okay mm-hmm. for me to like this guy. Oh, I know. Like I've oh, spent I spent an inordinate amount of time questioning if I should even like this character. And I feel like throughout this series, as it has progressed, he has definitely shown a lot of character growth and improved himself little by little. So I'm just like, okay, I don't feel bad about liking this character anymore. If this was just like first couple books, Ben, First couple books, Ben is bad. We have feelings about him. Ooh, he's Ooh. not a nice person. Awful. But I genuinely appreciate all the character growth that you get to see from him in this series. Because it's such a long series anyways. And even though he's not a main character, he's given enough time to like show that he's improving slowly. And just, ah, uh, it gives me the warm fuzzies seeing somebody turn themselves around that much. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. <clears throat> he is a great, he's a good redemption story. Like if 
Yes. Honestly, if, if you find that you're reading Mercy and you don't love Mercy or anyone else, just, just keep reading and get to Ben, at least. Mm-hmm. There's something about him. Yeah. He's just one of those side characters that always comes to mind for me. Like, I love so many characters in this universe, but if I had to rank them, rank all the side characters, the minor characters, man, Ben just comes out on top for me. I like that. All right. Hit me with your next one. All right. So this one is from the Carl's Duology, which is written by Hank Green. And the character is Andy Scamp. So I like Andy Scamp for a lot of reasons. So he's, he is kind of a main character in the second book, but in the first book, he's very much a secondary character. And he sticks with April May. And oh my God, I want to punch April in the face all the time. And Andy still sticks with her and still puts up with all her crap. And I'm like, Andy, you are too nice. You need to stop this. Like, just stop. <laughs> and like, I was trying to pick which one of the side characters I liked the most out of the duology. Because there's two others that I highly enjoy. But I think Andy's the winner just because of... He's a good friend to April. And he's smart. And he's funny. I don't know. He's, he's like the guy that I'd be like, yeah, I'd like to hang out with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he is just a good friend material. And I, I liked reading about him. That's nice to know. I know you said, like, the main character is kind of... A- uh, I, I, I could punch April May in the face all day long in the first book. She is just a pain in the... She is mean to her girlfriend. She is mean to her friends. She is all about herself. Now I'm like, girl, I was going to punch you in the face. But she has a redemption arc in the second book, so it's fine. We like a good redemption arc around here. Yeah, whatever. I was going to have to punch her. <laughs> she pissed me off. So, who's your fourth uh, favorite human as character? So, I went with Alyssa from the Rangers Apprentice series. She is the love interest for the main character, but you don't see her in every book. The thing I love about Alyssa is the inner strength she has. She is a diplomat, and she's very elegant and graceful and pretty. And she uses that to her advantage when she is (laughs) having to be a diplomat. But she's also made of absolute steel underneath it all. And she doesn't let men get away with things. She doesn't let herself be bullied or walked over. She's very much just like, this is how this is going to happen. And this is why. Because I said Mm. so. (laughs) That's right, girl. You get them. You make it happen. And it's so nice because the series is all of these, like, highly skilled warriors and, like, watching them grow up. And that's all fun. They they go on adventures and all that stuff. But then you have Alyssa coming in occasionally. And she's just like, I mean, I have this knife up my sleeve that I can gut somebody with. But I'm going to talk to them first. <laughs> <laughs> Roll my diploma, my diplomacy, and my charisma. Mm, I beat you. Don't need to shank you today. That's good. Yeah, she's she's a dangerous diplomat. Like she can fight if she needs to, but that's like her last resort. And it's a nice foil to the main character Will, because 
he so often, you know, reaches for his bow and arrows because that's what he's trained to do. And so they just work really well together. And I just, I love seeing a strong female who is well-written in this world that is so full of male characters. I like that. It makes me happy. Yes. All right. Hit me with the next one. So I recently read the book, 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harlow. I think it's an E. We'll go with an E at this point. And I really, I'll bounce around the character. So the main character is January and she's essentially on a journey to find her father. And I was like, man, is her father my favorite character? Is there's another side story that follows a young man and a young woman. And I'm like, are they my favorite characters? And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. But then we meet Jane. And Jane is a colored woman in a time where colored women don't usually have uh, positions of prestige. And she comes into the household where January is. Which, mind you, January is also of mixed descent. And... Ends, ends up becoming um, January's teacher. What's it called? A governess. And just the, as you learn more about Jane, you learn about her backstory, the way that she is able to mold herself into this role and turn, I don't even know how to describe it, where she's able to blend in, even though she is a strong, fierce woman, but she makes herself smaller to protect January because she made... January's dad a promise that she was going to take care of his daughter and I don't know I really appreciate her loyalty kind of forced loyalty but loyalty nonetheless and she's intelligent she is strong she's resourceful and she is a true friend of January which is something I really love reading Jane's an old not older woman like it's like she's like middle 20s ish maybe or so and or there i don't know 30s what do you think i was picturing her in her like mid 30s you think so i think so okay so you have an older wiser woman in the mid 30s we'll go with that abby read this book too (laughs) basically you know taking underneath her wing a 17 year old and trying 16 17 18 teenager teenager so (laughs) and i love that i love watching the older generation take care of the younger generation and being like a a mentor to mentee relationship not even like a mother to daughter or sister to sister but having like that older influence that's outside of that Mm -hmm. it it was such a good um story arc in there yeah i really like jane's character Mm -hmm. i mean come on A, a woman that can handle a pistol is always kind of scary Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> right. All right, Abby, bring us in with number five, who I almost put on my list, but I'm like, <sighs> So we both also recently read Dial A for Aunties by Jess Q. Sutanto. And I adore the ants. <laughs> this set of four sisters, one of them is the main character's mother. I just, I Adore the dynamic between these four because they are a close-knit family, but they are, what is it, Indo-Chinese? Yep. And being an Indo-Chinese family, being close-knit, they have 
this dynamic where Big Ant, who is the oldest, is constantly in petty fights with Second Ant, who is the second oldest, and then Ma, who is the third oldest, and Fourth Ant, who is the youngest, are constantly in petty fights, like the older two. But then Big Ant and is it Ma or Fourth Ant have a really good relationship. It's, it's kind of hard. Well, I'm trying to, no, I think, I think it's big aunt and fourth aunt have the best relationship because it's big aunt, you know, mothering baby. But I think, so I think a second aunt and ma have the better relationship. Yes, that's it. That was really hard. Yeah. So second aunt and ma have a great relationship and then big aunt and fourth aunt have a great relationship and just the crazy dynamics between these four the absolute insane personalities, the tangents they go on, the quirks that they have, they're freaking hilarious. <laughs> and they don't do anything except make everything worse. <laughs> um, I really like it. I, is it fourth aunt when they when she's like tells um Medi, please stop speaking whatever language Medi was speaking that wasn't English, probably Indonesian. She's like, You're making my head hurt, just stop. Yes. I'm like, oh, I'm like that's I like she's crying. <laughs> oh, the book's hilarious, and those four just like made it happen even more because the dynamic between the four, their dynamics with Medi, who is the main character, and just all the craziness and the competitions between each other, and doing all this stupid crap that they. We're like, oh, this is a better plan than this other, than my sister had. Or just like, oh, it was absolutely nuts. It felt like such a realistic family. A realistic, large family of, of nosy aunts. Yes. A, it was definitely a close-knit, in-your-business, realistic family. Mm-hmm. And it was hilarious to read. I absolutely adored them. They were crazy. I could not. I mean, like, uh, guys, like, you, you guys don't understand. Like, I all I could think was, like, no wonder all, all the all the sons ran away. <laughs> it was, like, it's a lot of ants all up in your business, oh, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If I was in this family, I would have run away, too. Like, props to Medi for staying. Oh, my God. But it was so funny. It was hilarious. All right. Tell me about your last one before the break then. I was looking at the hands. They're crazy, guys. I'm still thinking about them right now. So then I'm I'm going more I, she's silly too. So Beanoff from the from fifth season by NK Jemison was my second favorite character. Third favorite side, favorite side human S character. Got this. And he's freaking like when you first meet her in fifth season, you're like, what? <laughs> what is this oh, like we're like as soon why are you picking up this stray like you don't understand this and then you get to know being off and you're like yeah you're crazy girl but you're really smart you're crazy like she like when you first meet her she hadn't taken a bath or anything and you're just like oh that's a little cringe but okay but then like she's like whipping out all this intelligence and you're just like i don't know she she's just like crazy in a good way not crazy as the an- i don't know the answer crazy too i don't know what they're both different kinds of crazy okay <laughs> they're very different kinds of crazy 
but good crazy for both. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad we both ended up on crazy characters. <laughs> Binoff was a fun character. I enjoyed her. I was a little weirded out by her when we first met her. But the the like the more you got to know her, the more it was like, oh, I think I like you. Yep, I definitely like you. So weird. <laughs> I I hope she ends up. I'm reading Obsidian. No. Obelisk Gate. Yeah, I'm reading that one right now. And I'm like, you you need to show up more. I, I'm getting a lot of Assume, but I'm not getting a lot of being off right now. Hmm. Well, don't tell me. I haven't read it yet. Oh, it's okay. Oh, man. All right, guys. So that that's it for us right now. Those are our, me and Abby's, first five favorite human S characters. And when we come back, we are going to bring it home with five more. Also, note. We have two women on this list. Apparently, um, women are my favorite main characters because I don't really like main character guys for some reason. But I sure do like males as a secondary character. <laughs> anyway, just an observation I just made. Anyway, see you guys in a minute. Talk to you in a minute, guys. Hi, this is Leah Stuhler, creator and host of YA Book Chat Podcast. If you love reading young adult books and chatting about them with your friends, then head on over to my podcast and take a listen. Each episode, my guests and I chat about a different YA book. We start spoiler-free and then head into our spoiler section where we dive into the mysteries of each book. And we do it with laughs and fun along the way. You can listen to YA Book Chat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast and now back to the show welcome back guys so we are going to do our second half of our human-esque favorite side characters <laughs> that is going to be such a clunky title for this what well, <laughs> hey this is what this is what we're rolling with tonight okay okay <laughs> i'll probably change the actual title but <clears throat> anyways my next one is also from the Mercyverse, but she is from the Alpha and Omega series rather than the Mercy Thompson series. And it is Leslie. She is an FBI agent and she's a total badass. I adore it anytime she shows up. The first book she's in, I was, is probably my favorite in the Alpha and Omega series. And I just, oh, I love her so much. And she shows up in a couple of the other books and anytime she shows up I'm just she's one of those characters that makes me go yes she's here but was she more prominent in the first um Alpha Mega series book uh she was in the third book that was her first appearance so when Abby and I used to work together at one of our old jobs we used to listen to audiobooks while we worked because we were basically just doing spreadsheets and I'm quite certain I listened to these books while doing those spreadsheets and I didn't retain any, like nothing is retained in the brain about these <laughs> books, but I've read them, but they're not there. Apparently they've been kicked out. By other books? Yeah, because I'm like, Leslie, oh, she was in the latest Alpha Omega for like 2.5 seconds. Yeah, she was right there in the beginning, and I went, yes, Leslie, hi. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, why is she here? I'm like, she must have been more prominent somewhere else for you to get so excited. She's hugely prominent in the third book in the Alpha and Omega series because she is the FBI representative that Charles and Anna are consulting with. 
Um, she's not the only government representative that they're consulting with, but she's the FBI one. And she shows up again in Dead Heat, which is, is that the fourth book? Yeah, that's the fourth one because the fifth one just came out, right? The sixth one just came out. Guys, the series is big. There's been a lot of books in the series, man. <laughs> so Dead Heat is fourth. Burn Bright was the fifth one. Mm. Okay. Also, when I was reading your list and you put on here, I'm like, Leslie from A&O. I'm like, I don't know what A&O is. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm like, Sword Art Online? No, that, that, that would not be A&O. I'm like, what is this? Alpha and Omega shorthand because I didn't feel like typing it out because I was on my phone. I feel like, you know, maybe next year, you know, I was trying to think of like what series I want to reread. I'm like, maybe I should just like do a re-listen of like, I don't know if I can do the whole Mercy Thompson series, but like maybe Alpha and Omega. Oh, that would be a good one. Mm-hmm. I have all the audiobooks. Mm. Sorry for the tangent, guys, but like seriously, like I've read most of the books Abby's read. And I'm like, who the hell is Leslie? <laughs> so anyway, Leslie is one of my favorite characters in Alpha and Omega. She's very prominent in the third book. She has a role in the fourth book. And then in the sixth book that just came out, she shows it for like two seconds. And I went, oh, Leslie! And then she was gone and I went, oh, okay, bye. That's so sad. Like two seconds is all you got. I know, but I was still happy to see her. I like even getting little cameos of her because she's just one of those characters that I adore. I love seeing her, even if it's only for two seconds. Well, let, let us hope, Patricia Briggs, you listen to us. Give us more Leslie. I would love another book with her as a bigger part player, please. But she's she's a woman in a very hard field. She's very good at her job. And I adore that her husband is a scary teddy bear who teaches like grade school children. <laughs> That's just like, I love this dynamic. This badass woman who's an FBI agent, totes a gun and can take anybody down. And then her husband is this big hulking scary dude who teaches little children. <laughs> like I can't get enough of them as a couple. I can't get enough of her. Ugh. Listen, wouldn't you want a big scary dude teaching your kids and keeping them safe from the big scary world? I would. I would definitely, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I love Leslie. Who's your next one? Okay, well, my next one is Very, and I could not remember what is, I think its full name is Varium? I don't know, but I know his name is Very. That's his nickname. And I was like, man, I could put Anna, but I feel like I talk about Anna a lot. I'm like, let's talk about Anna's best friend, essentially, her counterpart, Barry. Barry is of Indian descent. He uses fire magic. Him and Anna enter the books. This is the Alex Barry series by Benedict Jacka. He is the protector of Anna. And he is just a really amazing friend to her. Like, this poor girl's been put through the ringer, man. Like, and... She's trying to be an apprentice, get into the white mages, and, like, it's all sorts of bad stuff. But he sticks with her, and he's able to break his own stigma and get into part of the magical wizard protection group of people things. I just like him. Like, he's just one of those characters that, whenever he's there, you're like, you're a good guy. Like, you're an A-class guy. I'm glad you're here, you know? He sounds like fun. 
I haven't read far enough in that series to have met him. Oh, well, you should. He's really good. We don't get a lot of background on him. We get more background on Anna, so it's kind of hard to talk about him, really, because there's not much to talk. I mean, he's pretty much just Anna's protector, and then he turns into a really good ally of um, Alex. Good allies for the win. Abby, hit me with number seven. All right, so if you've listened to our recent episodes, you may or may not have heard me talk about Ray Bearer by Jordan Ifueco. I may or may not really, really love this book. <laughs> Spoiler, I love this book. So one of the side characters, his name is Sanjeet. And he's a scary teddy bear. Okay. So I'm a sucker right there. The second I met him, I knew for a fact that I was going to love him. Because he, when we meet him, he has been picked on by all the other kids in the palace where they're at. And he was being bullied. And despite his size, possibly because of his size, he was being bullied by all the other kids. And some of them had like chained either his ankle or his wrist to his bed. So he couldn't like get up and go eat with everybody else. And we meet him when Tari Sai hangs back for some reason. And she realizes that she's not alone there in the sleeping quarters where everybody sleeps together and they start talking and she starts helping him. And the relationship that grows between them is just so adorable because he's so protective of her. He immediately becomes her friend. And even though a lot of other people don't like him, she's just like, I don't understand why you seem perfectly fine to me. And it's really cute watching the friendship develop. It's really cute watching their relationship in general develop. And I just love, I love his backstory. I love everything you get to learn about him in this book. I love his loyalty to Tari Sai and to the prince. And his just absolute devotion to the people that are important to him. I just, mm. also his backstory got me right in my little heart. See, I feel like he's a lot like Barry. Like, it's that loyalty, you know? Like, there's mm-hmm. something about a good friend that you're just like... Oh, I also love with Barry. Like, they don't do a love triangle between Barry, Alex, and Anna. Anne. Like, that's the best thing ever. Like, just, just be bros. Be friends. I love when people know force love triangles. But yes, I just love Sanjeet. He's the scary teddy bear in this book. And I was immediately drawn to him and... His character was so well-developed throughout the book. I just, mm, I love him. All right. Who's your next one? Number seven. Lord Kadama from the Parasol Proctorate series and oh, the other series that we like. What is it called? Oh, I can't remember the name. Anyway, it's a book by um, Gail Carringer and we love her. Finishing School The Finishing series. School series. And I'm, you know, I'm like, mm, anyway, I have totally remembering things. I remember him primarily from the Parasol Proctorate series, okay? Mm-hmm. Listen, Lord Akadama is a vampire, but he is the complete opposite of Wolf when it comes to vampires. He is a, I almost said he's a sparkly vampire. I mean, he's fabulous, but he's not sparkly. Sparkly would be like going towards Twilight vampire No, he is... Fabulous? He is fabulous. He is smart. He's engaging. He's witty. He has this whole crazy network of dandies all around london he knows everything and he's 
honestly, he is such a great ally to Alexa and Sophronia. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he takes care of his own. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like, once he's like, mm, I would like to have you in my circle. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's good. <laughs> it's good when you get in that circle, man. And he's just he's a great comedy factor. I just, I every time he's, I can't say, I mean, I like the Parasol Proctor series, but I like it more when he's in the scenes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He is a very good character. I like the larger part he has in the Parasol Protector series than he does in the Finishing School series. But pretty much any scene he's in, regardless of the book it is, is going to be a great scene. I mean, it's just a given. I, I would came and tell you, guys, if you're, you, if you have not read Gail Carringer's books, they're really, really good. She has really great characters. And he is like, he's my favorite character in, he's a side character, but he's my favorite character from the Parasol Proctor series. I think I'd have to agree with you. Wait, wait. Mm, I like Sita though too. I don't like her in the Parasol series as much as I like her in Finishing School. That's true. Personal preference though. That is all personal preference. That is true. Well, and I was saying that too. And I'm like, she she is a pretty different character. And well, I forgot about oh, what's her name? Octopus, mechanical. Oh, Genevieve, LeFou. Oh, uh, Viev, yes. Viev, yeah, Viev. Also one of my favorite characters. She's a very good one. Mm-hmm. Again, I like her better in finishing school. <laughs> I know, I know, I I understand that completely. But man, or Akadama though, he he I love him in both series. So he's one that shifted well. For sure. Anyway, I don't know what to say about him. He's wonderful. He's hilarious. He's a vampire. He has a whole network of spies. Great book. Abby, tell me about your number eight. I know your number eight. So this series is The Woodcutter Sisters by Althea Contes. And I love all the characters. These are like twisted fairy tales that like interweave with each other. And the whole series is basically bringing all the fairy tales together in this one family. And the oldest in this family is named Jack. That would be Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack jumped over the candlestick. Literally any Jack in any story you can think of, he's that Jack. A lot of Jacks, you know? Uh, He is a very adventurous person. Left home fairly young and just went off and started doing things like that. So basically any story that you can think of that has Jack in it, that he's that Jack. And I love these stories. Each one centers on a different sister because there's seven sisters. But I like Jack as a side character because he's this like, you never really meet him. He's this far off brother that none of the younger ones really ever got to know or meet because he left so early. And they just keep hearing these fantastical tales about him And he's kind of like a ghost almost that just like hangs around in the stories. And I love how much bigger than life he seems. Hmm. It's just, he's a very interesting character. And I definitely, I want to meet him in this series at some point. 
And I'm just like, is he bigger than life? Or is he just, or are a lot of the tales exaggerated, you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, yes. So I quite enjoy that uh, series. It's a very fun, very light read. Just makes me happy when I read them. It looks adorable. Uh, it is. I own the audiobooks of several of them. No, I own um, Okay. <laughs> Well, one of the reviews I just found says, yes, a million yeses. Go buy this. I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) Good. It's a good little series. I love it. All right. Who's your next one? So I was, I really, really like The House in Australian Sea by TJ Klune. Okay. And I was like, side characters, who can I talk about? I'm like, that's not a human, that's not a human, that's not a human. I'm like, who are the freaking humans in this book? <laughs> so I, I, I went back author. I, I really like him. He's the headmaster of the orphanage and the house, basically. He is so protective and so loving, so loyal to his little band of misfits that you just can't help to feel drawn to him. Like, as I kept reading it, like, you could tell, you know, that he shouldn't be attached to the kids because he's, you know, a headmaster hired by the corporation or the organization, what do you want to call it? But he does. He loves these kids. He is essentially their father figure. And and then, like, you learn his backstory, and then you just want to, like, swoop him up and give him a great big hug. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a good character. He was so delightful. He did so well tearing down Linus Baker, tearing down his walls. And, of course, I love Linus, but he's not a side character. He is a full-blown main character. He's awesome. Um, I think the thing that gets me about Arthur is his steadfastness. And just, like, the calming presence he brings to everything every time he steps into a room. Because that's not a very common trait for anyone to have, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. All right, Abby, bring bring us to number number eight, <laughs> number nine. Sorry, you have two J's back to back, and I'm like, which J is this? <laughs> so, my next one is Juliet Butler from the Artemis Fowl series by Ian Colfer, and I would have put Butler himself on this list, except he's on another list. So. <laughs> I went with Juliet instead because I love her almost as much as I love her brother. I love the fact that she is this bright, sparkly, happy person who is just absolutely deadly. She wears cute clothes and bright colors and makeup and she can kill you 16 different ways with just one finger. I love that seeming duality of of, so- of softness hardness right exactly like she's very feminine she's not afraid to be feminine and yes she can also kill you because she's a badass <laughs> and you so rarely get to see a badass woman get to be feminine you know mm-hmm. like unapologetically get to be feminine and that is Juliet to a T I I love her character <laughs> She's so refreshing because you have this crazy little evil genius child who's very uptight, 
you have Butler, who's very stern and deadly. And then you have Juliet, who's just pink and happy and bright. <laughs> Who can kill you? And she can ah. also kill you. Yes, it's just, uh, she puts a smile on my face. I love, I just love that dynamic in a character. She is so much fun. All right, who else you got? <laughs> um, follow deadly sparkly cuteness. But I'm going to follow it with Quint from Instant Karma by Marissa Meyer. So this book, I love Marissa Meyer. She writes wonderful things. This was a lovely, um, what's the, what do you, what do you call it? Realism, magical realism book. And you're following Prue and you're, she's a teenager, whatever. And she has her main nemesis, Quint, who makes her fail her project in biology. And and then you get to know Quint and you're just like, mm, Prue, you judge way too hard and way too fast because here's this like super cool dude who's into animal conservationism. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here for Quint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quint was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I totally back that. I don't know what to say about him. He was a really good character. Like, it was cool but quint kind of stole the show yeah they were very good foils to each other but quint was definitely like between the two of them quint would be the one i'd want to hang out with <laughs> like prue you're a little intense for me but quint I'm, i can be on quint's wavelength here <laughs> man i was thinking about it i'm like i can only handle you know how people talk about like you you switch between an extrovert and introvert kind of a thing mm-hmm. well I switch between a type A and a type B depending on which setting I'm in. And she's with, she's just way too type A for me, man. I, I can't handle that. <laughs> but if I was, you know, hanging out with Quint, I would be his type A. I would be, yeah, I would be the type A to his type B. But I could not, I could not handle her type A. That's just too much type A for me. Yeah, she was a very intense person. <laughs> All right, so my last one. Speaking of sparkly and badass, Dimity from the Finishing School series by Gail Carriger. Okay, I kept trying to figure who this was. I'm like, Dimitri? Who's Dimitri? Dimity! <laughs> you had no funny acronyms after Ethan in your nose. I was like, <laughs> who this is? All right, I'm with you now. You can keep going. I, again, it's like with Juliet. I love how unapologetically feminine she is. She's not quite as badass as Juliet, but she is a ride-or-die friend. Like, loyalty to a fault. She doesn't really want to go on all the adventures with Sophronia, but dang if she isn't going to go with her best friend. <laughs> like, nothing's going to stop her. Even if she doesn't want to go, she's still going to go. And so I really enjoy that because... Especially since Sophronia is more of a tomboy and, ah, the feminine feminine things can get me other things that will get me to my goals. And Timothy is very much, I love the pretty things. Yep. Oh, I have to learn how to use them to be deadly? Oh, I guess. <laughs> but, but I love when it's shiny and it's going to kill you. Perfect. Oh, all the shiny things. Oh, my God. So I just, I love Dimity. She's great. All right. 
Who's your last one? Well, let me wrap this up tonight. All right. Well, it's moving between two recent books and two recent characters, and I came out on top with Orion from A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. Oh, man. Okay. For one, you start this book, and you meet wrong character. Uh, what's her name? Mm, hold on. Got it. Nope. L. You meet L, And you're like, hmm, this is interesting. And then, in like the first like two chapters, you meet Orion. Because he comes crashing through the door to kill a monster. And you're just like, oh, who is this person? And then she goes on this tangent, because it's all from her point of view, about how he's like this, I don't want to say good for nothing, but he's always saving everyone. He's always being the hero. And he's always rushing into danger and everything. And you're like, okay. Sounds, sounds like a, you know, sounds like a trip, right? And then you get to know him. I love when you get to know them. And you're just like, all of his backstory, everything that comes into it. I don't know if it's he precise. I guess he is a side character, even though he turns in. I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I got confused on like side and main characters. But it's from her point of view. You get to learn all about him. I love Orion. He's just a crazy American thrown into an English boarding school full of monsters. Orion was definitely a fun character. I liked getting to know him. Mm-hmm. Right. He just kept getting more and more fun, too, as the book progressed. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. And L too. Like, I don't know the characters, honestly, in that book. Um, except for the people you weren't supposed to like, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, great book. Hands down, in my top ten for this current um, year. Oh, for sure. All right, guys. Well, that is what we have for our... Favorite side human as characters. What a great title we made for this episode tonight. We cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Have a great one. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use, or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.